Welcome back to ONTAP Bets. I'm your host today, Joey Ricotta. Uh, joining me is Premier Amp, Aaron. Uh, he's joining me, filling in for Cody this week. Uh, a little bit of scheduling conflict. Cody's got some other stuff going on. So we are here to break down the divisional matchups for this week's NFL playoffs. And uh, yeah, man, it should be a fun one. We got two games on Saturday starting tomorrow. Then we got two games on Sunday, and these are the, this is the final week where there's multiple days of football, NFL football, because next week we've got the conference championship uh, matchups, Sunday championship weekend. Uh, Aaron, my friend, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Um, I'm ready for this. I actually would like to say that thank you for having me, and uh, these games actually are very interesting ones and should be some very, very fun games. Um, i I think that there's one we'll get into in a little bit that, you know, people lean heavily into one. But uh, I think these will be all very fun games, really. Yeah, no doubt. And, and again, I appreciate you jumping on here. It's kind of last minute. I'm just like, hey, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> you want to hop on here, talk a little football, drink a little beer maybe, hang out for a minute? I feel like we're long overdue, too, because you're one of the reasons and one of the guys that uh, I knew beforehand – uh, coming into ONTAP Sportsnet, and I was like, yeah, man, why not join? You know, I know we, we've talked a bunch in the past, and, you know, we've talked DFS lineups and, oh, yeah. you know, fantasy and all that. So it's only natural that we're sitting here in in a pivotal time or, like, talking about some crucial matchups. And, uh, yeah, dude, let's make some money together. How about that? Absolutely. I will do that on the DFS side this week too. I actually did okay last week and made, I made money. I only put a dollar and I think I made five. So that's a win in my, my book. So like you said, nice ROI. <laughs> money's it's ROI, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of quieted down this year a little bit with the DFS. I mean, I still had the article every week, Yeah. sometimes too, and I'll still have, you know, one or two articles this week, but I, as far as like my volume, like I used to make a ton of lineups every week. Yeah. And this year I kind of just, I, I mean, I, I always stick to a lot of single entry stuff. And yep. uh, I know this is a gambling podcast, not a DFS one, but it's all relative. You know, it's all throwing your money out there and trying to win money. But um, with uh, the single entry stuff, I kind of just, I played like five lineups a week this year. And yep. then, you know, stuck with the cash games because those are pretty, always been pretty good to me. And, I can't say I, I regret it because I've had a decent year overall, man. You know, and and what I will piggyback off of that is I kind of did it similar to where I dialed back throwing out a lot of lineups. I made maybe two. I would do two, like, lineups, and I would do – I always stay under a certain threshold of money. So that way – I had a little more of a rough year, I won't lie. But what I would do is then I used DFS to build the bankroll to go over to the betting side to have a little more fun and try some more exotic things with, you know, the same game parlays. I like doing a lot. I did a lot of it with the bears this year. Um, I don't think I really ever hit on any of them because I always did the stupid thing and bet them to win. Um, so we know how that ended up, Joey. Um, but, you know, with the bet, you know, with this playoffs, I'm more confident in that now that I've built some more bankroll throughout the year that I can go and have a little more fun with some of these games. And I know, obviously, Saturday we kick off with the Bengals and the Titans in an interesting game. So what do we got with that one? 
Yeah, man, this this should be a fun one, and maybe we could put to the test the same game parlay here for this one. And I think, you know, I don't know if we're going to put one together here on the show, but I think afterwards we could probably dial one up together and, you know, maybe we are the stars align or maybe some of our thoughts are kind of on the same uh, – or we're on the same wavelength here. But, um, yeah, we got the Bengals visiting the Titans. Titans laying three and a half. The over-under uh, from what I saw – just now was 47 and a half. So, and that's probably moving a little bit, but I believe it's 47 and a half mm-hmm. all across the board. And uh, yeah, man, Derek Henry, he's returning King Henry. We know how dominant this guy is. I mean, truth is, I think he's the scariest guy in the league with the football in his hands. He's hard to bring down. You don't want to be a guy in his, in his path. Um, Jonathan Taylor had a terrific year this year, but it, I think, if if Henry's healthy all season, he's the the league's reading leading rusher because this dude, I mean, the man was on pace to get another two thousand yard rushing season or close to a, a two thousand yeah. yard rushing season. That's never been done before, never been done in the history of the NFL where the, they, we've had back to back somebody get back to back two thousand yard rushing seasons. We had two different players do it, Barry Sanders. Uh, in 97 and then Terrell Davis in 98, they both had 2000 plus rushing yards, but never the same player. And he was realistically, I mean, who was this, who's to say that he wouldn't have done that if he stayed healthy. Well, um, I mean, real quick, you look at it, like you said, in, in a hypothetical stance, I mean, he, he was on pace in, in eight games. He had 937 rush yards, 10 touchdowns and one whopping fumble. Um, yeah, so right on pace for that 2,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, which would be absurd. Um, but look at Foreman, who took over for him with 566 yards. So, and and uh, Hilliard, even with 350 in those games, all those times that he missed, you take those yards, he would have absolutely probably smashed it. Um, he was racking up 200-yard games with ease near the end of right before his injury. And with him back, this makes this game pretty interesting because – Look at what the Titans did right before it. The Titans were rolling without him, which is weird to say. And now you're in a pivotal matchup, win or go home, um, against a Bengals team who is red hot. I mean, they're just absolutely on fire. So, I, I mean, what do you? where do you go with this one? I, I'll be honest. I'm going to start by saying 47 and a half is very interesting to me. I, I'm very interested. I feel it's a... It's a little low. Interesting. Okay, so it might be it might be a little bit low. I'm also thinking like maybe there there's some more handoffs here because Henry's back, and they made the Titans try to slow down the game. And I think that the Titans should be able to get some pressure on Joe Burrow, so that that worries me a little bit. So I'm thinking maybe fewer possessions on each side, or just like the clock being run down a little bit more. But when you got somebody like Derrick Henry who can pop one at any given time, and then you do have somebody on the other side like Joe Burrow who can really sling it, and he's been slinging it, I don't know, man. That that total really could be low and in danger with just some big explosive plays. So I could see it. I could see it. Because you're just looking at even a 28-21 game, and I think that could be – it's it's hard because, like you said, is – you know, is Henry going to be on a carry limit? Are you going to watch yeah. his carry numbers? So if you're watching his carry numbers, this makes this game a little bit more interesting because 
you look back at last week, Cincinnati can strike at any point. It's kind of scary to say they're so similar on offense right now to Kansas City that it's just one strike to to chase or even T. Higgins or like anyone right now. I mean, even freaking uh, Uzama, the tight end, it's just one hit 40 yards later and you're like, where did where did this come from? Uh, I mean, it it's a tough one, but I'm playing the over on this one because I think I think Cincinnati can just drop in some points at any point. Tennessee is going to have to change up their game and go back to Henry on this one to manage the game. But it's just going to, like you said, it just depends on what you're putting his carry limits at or if you even are. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. That's something that I think definitely needs to be reiterated about the snap count. We don't know if he's going to be on a carry limit or on a snap count. This guy hasn't played since, well, I don't know how many months it's been, but he played the first eight games of the year, and we haven't seen him since because of the injury. It's it's kind of crazy that he's back at this point, but you know, almost, here we are. Almost November then, probably, I would say. Yeah, so I mean, like, and, you know, is he going to be in the best football shape? You know, so that that's I'm not too worried about that front. <laughs> I think he'll be in. Fun. He's a monster. He's probably going to be in shape, but you know, and I'm sure he's not going to want to come out of the game. Like he's going to be in there. And like you said, though, they've had some pretty good success with these other running backs. So even if he's not, they're probably still going to carve out some yardage there. And and I like the the only thing is, is when Henry's in the game, it's much different for Tannehill. I think he has a lot more success because there is that threat. Not so much keying on Tannehill. I think that opens up the rushing lanes for the backup running backs when uh, he's not in the game because they're keying in on Tannehill. And, you know, when Henry's in the game, it, it opens up things for Tannehill and for, you know, A.J. Brown, for Julio Jones, all these guys. Yeah. I think, honestly, though, like, it's – it's I'm riding Joey B, man. Joey Big Ball Sack Burrow. I, <laughs> I, this dude – I. I don't know what it is. Like, I know he's this is his first real playoff experience. Knocked off the Raiders last week. Uh, everybody was taking the Raiders. They were the public dog, the, the favorite dog. The money was on them. Like, I just think they're going to be able to put up some points here because I don't see him really slowing down. I like him to cover. And I think this is going to be one of the dogs of the week, if, if not the only one. I think, uh, I'm gonna take them on the money line. I think it's kind of juicy. I don't. I don't think Tennessee is that crazy of a of a better team. I know they're getting healthier on all fronts, like yeah. offensively and defensively. They're getting real healthy now. But yeah, I just I don't know. It's something about these Bengals, man. Maybe I'm just overly rooting for them, but I think they're gonna take this. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts about that on the side? You know, and Joey, I can't. I can't disagree with you. I'm still riding Tennessee, but I would not be in the utmost surprise to see Cincinnati squeak this one out. Like you said, cover that three and a half, uh, win this game. And the reason being is exactly like I said, their offensive firepower. I look back at the draft when they drafted Jamar Chase and I went, are you serious? Do you really need that? It was like when the Cowboys drafted, um, CJ Lan or, um, when they drafted lamb and I'm like, you don't need another wide receiver. But when they did it, now you look at this offense and you're like, Oh my God, they can fire on all fronts and you're not worried about one thing. Um, so it, the biggest thing is if they can keep up on the points, you know, if, if Tennessee tries to handle this game on the ground, but if it, 
if it gets behind Tennessee and Cincinnati gets up two scores, I don't think Tennessee has the firepower to keep up. I mean, Julio's not the same guy he was. I mean, A.J. Brown's good, but that's it. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati's defense isn't all that on, on the secondary level, but, I mean, I just don't think there's enough firepower for Tennessee to keep up. So if they get behind, this game is it's going to be an uphill battle for them. And like you said, I would not be surprised. I will still ride Tennessee, but I will say I'm not going to be surprised um, in that front. But I do want to say one thing when it comes to a bet, though, and I was we were talking about this pre-show here. Um, there is a player that I am interested in um, for the uh, over-under on receiving yards. All right. And that would actually be, I know you were talking, you don't like Julio, his over-under is at 47 and a half. But I am going to go with uh, Westbrook. From Tennessee. He's right. at 29 and a half. If this game ends up being a shootout, he's going to be that third wide receiver, more so probably the second guy um, in this. And I, I, I'm I, interested in that. I mean, you could pair that with, like, uh, you know, Anthony Fersker. Uh, he's got nine, he's under 20. I mean, if this game starts being a shootout, I could trust Tannehill to get some guys the ball. But, um, yeah, I just like that. I like that. I feel safer with those two um, on the over than I do Julio on either one of them. I mean, 47 yeah. and a half, I think, is quite hefty for him. It is it is because he's been so, I mean, just irrelevant all season. I mean, I took the guys like – I thought people were just downplaying him completely in fantasy drafts, and I'm like, you guys want to let him fall and keep falling in a lot of these drafts? I kept saying, <laughs> I'm like – Fine, I'll take a stab here and there. Yep. And not every I, I, team, thought the, I thought the same thing. I was like, eh, I'll take that later on. It's still Julio. Just horrible. Yeah. Just and they dealt with injuries, of course, too. But you know, and maybe that's still lingering. I don't know. They did have they're coming off a bye week. So you would think that some of these injuries are clearing up. Obviously, they are getting healthier on some other fronts too. But I, I don't know. I there is something though, like the prop bets that you, you were mentioning like the uh, with Westbrook. I like Derrick Henry's prop bet over not his rushing yards, his receiving yards. Ooh, I didn't even so, see that. What okay, so you you have okay, what what's his receiving yards? So I, I got it. I put it in, I put a unit in over ten and a half receiving yards. Uh ah. this season he's been used a lot more out of the backfield as, as a threat in the yeah. passing game. Uh, in six of his eight games this year, he's gone over this number of ten and a half. And he's, he was only one catch shy of his career high in a single season for catching. And he was like 60 or 70 yards shy of his all-time receiving yards, too. I think and he only like, played eight games. Yeah. Like half the game. <laughs> yep. So, no, I respect that. That's a good find. I really do like that one. Um, and I – I would ride. I would ride that one too. Um, I'll have to look at that later. Cause, yep, yeah, that's a smart one. I was thinking about that when I was looking at his numbers. I was like, wow, he was on pace to break his receiving yards too. Yeah, and, and quickly before we jumped on here, I checked. Uh, I know you're probably familiar with them because of DFS. I, I checked Rotor Grinders projections. They had him close to, I think, a little bit over 24 receiving yards. So wow. I'm like. 
okay. And like three, three catches. I, just, I, I might have to put two units on it before, yeah. before it jumps up because I feel like all he needs, like his big ass moving and just downhill, all he needs one is one catch. catch. Yeah, just one catch, and it's he could catch it for three yards, and fifteen yards later, he's still going. You know, I mean, he's taking and it done at that point. You know, and that's it. That's all I need for a, a nice little. I think it was like minus one hundred five. I caught it at too, so I don't know what it's at now, but. That's uh yeah that's what I like in that one. Uh, any other thoughts on this game, Aaron? Um, not so much. I mean, there's a lot of things. There's some scary things. If I were to pick, um, one player, I will say this: one player I do like for a plus side on the anytime touchdown. I mean, come on, Jamar Chase is on there at a plus one ten over on FanDuel. I mean, it. it has this guy like not scored a touchdown in a game this year? Cause I feel like it's almost every game he scores one. And if this game does get out of hand, his name will be right up there on that one. Yeah. Why take the, the, the minus odds with Joe Mixon when you can just take the plus odds with Jamar chase. I mean, yeah, it seems like a no brainer to me cause he's probably going to get one. So yeah, I like that call a lot. Um, but yeah, as we transition here a little bit, we got uh, the second game tomorrow. We got the 49ers at the Packers. Packers minus five and a half. The over-unders at 47. They're playing this one, obviously, at Lambeau Field. 49ers DVOA defense, second against the run, 16th against the pass. So they're kind of a pass funnel defense in a way, but they're not like horrible against the pass. They're just not very great. Uh, Packers DVOA defense, 28th against the run, 15th against the pass. So not really great in, in anything and horrible against the run. I think, you know, Jair Alexander could be coming back. They also have, which I think, I believe it'd be his first game since October 3rd. So, and he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. So that is an upgrade for their pass defense. And then David Bakhtiari, we don't know if he's going to play or not. They did activate uh Whitney Merciless and Zadaria Smith off of IR. So they're getting a little bit healthier here. Um what do you what do you think from this game, Aaron? Like is there anything you like or or how do you see this playing out? So I'm gonna be really honest and this is not being a hater. This is not being biased because I know I will get this from plenty of people that I know. But I'm gonna flat out say it this way. You have your dog in Cincinnati in that game. I have my dog in the 49ers in this one. I will wholeheartedly, I would sell the river on this one with the 49ers winning this game. Um, the Packers have issues with the 49ers in the playoffs in the past. They're horrible against a run. I don't, I mean, yeah, they're getting healthy. That's good. But half these guys haven't played a game in three months, maybe. I mean, the 49ers are a team that don't mess around. Um, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo might not be the best quarterback, but he's efficient. And okay, you get you know Alexander back. Good, so he'll cover Debo. Guess who else is going to be open then at that point? Ayuk, and he could do about the same thing as Samuel. Maybe not as good, but similar. Um, Kittle, he's still there. Hasn't been great, but he's still there. And then plug in whatever running back you want this week, and. 49ers will figure it out. Um, they're a team that I can trust that can manage this game on the ground. Now they just need to watch out on that Packers offense with 
Devonte, and they're getting Randall Cobb back. I saw. Woohoo! Um, that's fine. You know, I mean, it's pretty old. Yeah, I mean, if it was against the Bears, I would probably hammer every positive line you could for Randall Cobb. Um, but I mean, I really do. I would take the dog in this one, and I'm not saying that just because I don't like the Packers. I just for some weird reason, I just trust the 49ers more. They've already done this in the past and they're not much different than they were before. And I think they can still hold their, their weight. And like I said, I, they're one of those weird teams, Joey, that it doesn't matter. You could throw the hot dog vendor in a running back and they're still going to somehow manage this game. <laughs> I really don't know how they do it. The hasties, the Jeff Wilson, I, the, it's out of nowhere. Like, it's literally every three, you know, it's like every year there's three new running backs and you're like, wait, who the hell is this guy? And they all come from the 49ers on the waiver wire. Yeah. yeah and you're just like, okay, I mean, I, I, I'll run with it. You know, it works. I mean, like I said, you've got this week, it could be Elijah Mitchell. It, you know, it just depends. I mean, like I said, I like it. So, I mean, this might be one of those games I do some goofy same-game parlays and hope it hits. Maybe it bites me in the butt. But I I do – I am confident that this game will be a lot closer than people think. Like, this is actually the biggest spread in a game this weekend at five and a half. And yeah. I think that I would – I definitely would take the 49ers to walk away in this one. Um, so now, are you taking – are you taking sp- – I mean, you're taking the spread, but are you taking them outright too, or just? I would take them outright. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Now the over under, I probably, I'd still stay on the underside on this one at forty seven and a half as well, because if I they agree. can manage, if they can manage the game very well, um, where we're you know we're in Illinois, so we know how cold it is. I did think they said something along the lines that could be registered as one of the coldest games in history. I thought I heard. I didn't double check, but I know at least from a couple days ago when I when I what I heard was uh, close to like five degrees or lower. Maybe I don't know exactly, but uh, in games where it's like the temperature that they were talking about, I believe as long as it's anything above forty five, what the total is, basically you want to take the under in any game that's above forty five uh, with those types of temperatures, which. You know, we, we know that wind is much more of a factor as far as, like, the downfield throwing and stuff. There's There shouldn't be too much wind in this game, but I think it goes to show you that most of the time when it's cold like this still, yeah. they want to hammer the rock on the ground more than anything. So Yeah, and, I mean, I'm looking at it now because what time does this game start? That's a 7-15 game. Yeah, uh, it'll be chilly then. It Tentatively, what I just looked at, um, it says – at seven o'clock, it will be twelve degrees with eight mile per hour winds, um, and obviously that's just the tentative temperature. That's not the real feel or anything like that. So yeah, it's it's gonna get chilly. Um, so yeah, they're gonna hammer the rock, and that's part of the reason that I like the 49ers more because if they can control if they can control the game, that's gonna make it a lot tougher on the Packers to try and run the ball as well because of the 49ers defense being better against the run. Um, and that's part of my reasons. I always go back on where 
you know, like you said, your DVOAs um, don't lie. They really don't. And it only proceeds better in the playoffs. And one area, too, that the Packers are struggling very mightily in is special teams. So if you can do the wrong thing at the right time for the 49ers. I don't know. You kick the ball off. Maybe they're down and, and Debo's back there or something like that. And they can get a ball. They got our boy kicking field goals, too. So Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like them. I, I mean, Joey, I'm going to stick with them. I might be insane. I might be called, you know, a uh, Packers hater, um, which, I mean, I won't lie, I'm not. But uh, I just like the 49ers more in this one. I can't hate it. I can't blame you. I think uh, if they weren't my dog last week, because I picked them last week to beat outright to beat the Cowboys, if they weren't my dog last week, I would ride them this week. But since they were, it makes me feel like, all right, you better get off the bus before <laughs> the before bus just crashes. <laughs> so I'm I'm not going to go that route. Instead, I'm probably going to take I'm going to take the team that got rest last week. I know I hate it. I, I I hate it, dude. Like I don't want to I don't want to root for the Packers. I can't stand it. But it's also at Lambeau Field. The Packers are seven and one against the spread this year at Lambeau. Uh, the home field advantage is very very real there. I know that they beat the 49ers earlier in the year. It was under di- different circumstances, so I'm not really looking at that matchup. Like that's not really one of the reasons why I like the Packers here. Because you know, yeah, Trey Sermon was it was his first real work as a running back, they only rushed for 30. He, he, he had 31 rushing yards in that game. And it was like his first uh, real action as a rookie. And we've seen him not really get much work this year. And Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson are basically the more preferred options and Mitchell will be playing. And then Debo's been used out of the backfield a lot more down the stretch here too. So I think they're going to be able to, to move the ball a little bit and keep Rodgers off the field, I think it's going to be a good game. But at the end, and I, and Nick Bosa was also a full participant in practice. I think that's notable too because it, he could be a real difference maker there for the, the 49ers defense if he's out there. It sounds like he will be. Um, I would love nothing more than to see the, the 49ers win this game. I don't want the Packers to win, but I uh, – since I'm putting my money on it, I guess from that point of view, I, I would want them, the Packers, to win. But I just feel like this is setting up for a potential matchup, which we'll get to, you know, talking about another game here in a minute. But I do think that Rodgers and the Packers, they pull this one out. And I, you know, Devontae Adams had a huge game against them last time. Uh, to your point, though, George Kittle, uh, he had a big game, too. Seven catches, 92 yards against them. I like him over 51 and a half receiving yards. That's one of my props for this game. So, uh, and I, I like Rogers probably, I might look at his touchdowns. I might look at his yardage. I haven't really looked yet at him, but um, those two for sure. I think I'm going to be, I'm going to try to take advantage of, of both of those. Uh, do you have any, and I, Oh, and I like the under two. I, I was in agreement with you there about that. I think anything above, like I was saying, anything above, like if it's 45 and a half, I'll take the under still, but it's at, it's at 47. So I, I, I will stick with the under on this one. Yeah. I think that's, that's a pretty safe bet on the under. I was trying to look at um, what has been, where's Debo been with rushing yards per game. Um, Cause I was, I was interested in that for some reason. Where is he? 
Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly. Like his season total is probably a lot different than like recent weeks. Uh, so he's the last. Well, yeah, during the season he's had some some big games. He's currently sitting actually only at um, thirty eight and a half. And the last two games he's been over that. Actually, out of the whole season, he's had one, two, uh, three, four, four, four games over 38 and then the, there's a couple there's like two or three more that he was like at 36 and 33 and 32 um i mean i'm interested i'm scared though of the elijah mitchell over under 80 yards hmm. that's a lot i would almost go under on that for some reason i think it's going to huh. be a mix of both um i'm too scared to take an under on any rushing yards for the any 49ers player because Last week I talked Cody out of taking Debo's over, um, I and I feel like an idiot because I, I liked his receiving yards last week, and Cody liked the rushing yards, and we were trying to put together our Lockham parlay to tweet out. And yeah. I said, I was like, yeah, projections are showing Debo for whatever, and they were way under, and but his receiving yards, and I think this is a spot where he could get some receiving yards, so guess what happened? Receiving yards went under, rushing yards went over. I actually, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna uh, backtrack here. And Elijah Mitchell, in the last three games alone, has had 96, 85, and 119. So if this is against the Packers, yeah, maybe I do hammer that 80. That seems a little low for the receiving and for the rushing for Elijah 80. Mitchell. Oh, Elijah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was still thinking about Debo for some reason. Um, I mean, yeah, no. I, honestly, I don't. I don't mind taking the over on Elijah Mitchell. I think he will be able to run on this team, and I think, you know, they're going to use him more so than they are Debo out of the backfield if he's playing in this game. So, I, I like that actually. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. Yep, yeah, I'm gonna backtrack on what I said, and I will stick with that because I, I do like that a little bit more. I would still maybe. Uh... I don't know. Is I think his on uh, receiving yards for uh, Debo it was fifty four. Um, it's interesting. We'll see. I'm gonna have to look at this one because, like I said, this will probably be like my. I always like to say this, Joey. Um, I did this a lot, and you know, uh, like last year is I do what I call like a lottery ticket. Uh, same game. So I did a lot for the Bears this year, and that's I literally just throw like one dollar in. And I throw a bunch of same game parlays in, you know, you're like 10 leg parlays that sometimes you hit a little bit on, but could be worth a, a good chunk of change. And um, this is the game I think this week that I pick to do that with. And then I'll just throw in a bunch of other stuff on this. Um, but like it's, I said, it's like the equivalent of like in, in DFS terms, the Millie maker. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a dollar. I mean, it. Yeah. I'll make it back somewhere. I'm not overly. You don't. Worried. You don't have to put your twenty five dollars for like the Millie Maker. So why? Yeah. Not? I like yep. it actually. You know what? I do that. I do that a lot with the NBA. Uh, yeah. Like nightly, I do. You know how they have the the first basket. Yeah. First score. I do that where I put like a fifty cent bet and I bet all the different games the first score. And I put them together like maybe that one night that I'll yep. just get all of them, all the stars will align, 
just the luck will come my way and i'm just like sitting there like a fucking millionaire (laughs) real quick story uh so last season uh 2020 nfl season um obviously our boy mr beat on uh 300 he uh big cole Komet fan obviously wonder why um, he could tell you, I think he's a fan of Notre Dame or something. I don't know. Something, something like, that, like that. Yeah. Something like that. But um, so all through the 2020 season, every single game, I put down a dollar bet on Cole Komet to score an anytime touchdown. And I hit it the one time, <laughs> the one time he had a touchdown. And then his like his numbers were so absurd. It was always like a plus. 1600 or like a plus 1200 so i hit the one time i did it and then his his numbers just dropped it was always like a plus 300 or a plus 400 and i was like well at least i hit it the one time i was like never again never again did i do it after that one you got your one solid payout and then they caught up yeah but i was like but see when you dip it that much i was like nah now i'm risking too much now i can't trust you anymore you gotta put like a 20 burger on that just to be worth it yep I mean, plus 300 is still nice, but like, no, yeah, it, not, it definitely is. But why not, risk it? Not, not anymore after that front. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, I think this is an interesting game. Obviously, it probably it'll teeter on that side, like we said, on the under because of, more so because of the weather. And I think these two teams are going to try and control the game more than anything. Yeah, definitely. It, I see it playing out that way as well. Uh, we're on opposite sides on the, on the side, but. I don't want to be right. I just, <laughs> I feel like I'm right. And, and yeah. you know, maybe it's going to be a closer game. Maybe I'm just wrong on the spread. And maybe the Niners, maybe we kind of middle there somewhere. Maybe I end up making like a little parlay too with, I, I'll have a little sprinkle with the Niners too somewhere. <laughs> like I'll have some, some, some way of getting the Niners involved and still making some money on this game because there's too many ways to make money this weekend on these four games. Yep, to not I play agree. around a little bit. Um, but, yeah, as we move on here, let's go ahead and move on to the Sunday game. Um, I actually don't have the total written down. Rams at Bucks. Bucks are minus three. What did I see the total at before? 48 and a half. 48 and a half, okay. I don't know why it's not on my sheet right here. But, uh, yeah, so Rams, they beat the Bucks 34 to 24 in L.A. Uh, when these teams met way back in week three. And similarly to, you know, the Packers and Niners game, obviously. But uh, both QBs were extremely efficient and had great games. Stafford, he threw for four touchdowns, no interceptions. He had over 300 yards in that game. Brady just went insane, 41 of 55 for 432 yards passing. Um, but still, that that didn't help keep the Rams' offense off the field. They they need to grind clock, clock and be more balanced, I think, in this game because you guess what the Bucks learned after that game? They learned they need to run the ball a little bit more, Aaron, and I think they've done that and run the ball better because they only ran the ball 13 times in that game. Three of the times were Brady. So we had – I think they had 14 rushing yards. Yeah, he led the team with 14 rushing yards in that game, which when you throw for as many yards as he did, you don't really need to run the ball that much. But I feel like just being balanced, it'll help and keep the the uh, potent Rams offense off the field in this matchup, especially with sometimes the Bucks secondary can be a little bit 
you know, not as good. I know their pass rush is really good. Their run stopping yeah. is pretty good, but like the the secondary is kind of where they they have some question marks at times. So I don't know. I'll stop right there. Like, how do you see this game playing out, or like, how, what do you what do you see when you look at this? This one's a tough one, Joey. This one's a really tough one for me to to gauge because, like, I mean, it's Tampa Bay. I mean, Brady just plays for the playoffs. Um, but this oh, isn't Aaron. the same. Hey, yes. Did you see? Not to cut you off. Did you see that there's? Uh, I mean, I don't even know if this is news or not, but there's like there's talk about from ex teammates of Brady's former players saying that this this will be his last year. No, I don't know I if did I not it, see that. But I did not see that. I mean, I don't. I mean, this guy is going to play until he dies on the field at eighty five. I mean, that's what I thought. Um, still think. I yeah. I I mean. This is a this is a weird game because like I I really don't know who to pick. I I mean this is one of those games I think I almost I almost stay away from on who wins it. Like I like some of the props because this could be a big game. Um I just I don't know. The Bucks are so good at stopping the run, but the Rams need to run the ball more. But yet again, the Rams could just Light up a scoreboard. I and Akers is back too. Yeah, it, it's just so. It's it's so. It's a tough one. I really. I mean, if I have to be smart with my money, though, Joey, I cannot bet against Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, and but, I feel bad because, like, as much BS that Matthew Stafford has gone through in his career. Um, I know. In, I want Detroit. him to win. I so do, bad. too. I really do. And he's got a great team. This I've never seen – it's weird because, like, you always complain about how the NBA was, like, super teams. And you look at this Ram team, Rams team and you're just like, how did they pull off Odell Beckham? And you got Cooper Cup that's been there. And then all these guys on defense. And you're just like, how did they do it? <laughs> Like, Dude, how did they manage imagine, all this? I know. Imagine how good they would be if Robert Woods hadn't have gotten hurt and Cam Akers is back and looking explosive. He had a catch last week for 40 yards. In his, like, Even if you wouldn't have lost, like, Henderson. I mean, and yeah. for some reason, I mean, I know he hasn't been, like, outlandishly great, but Sony Michelle's in their backfield, too. It's like, what? What is this? He hasn't I been mean, bad, we, though. Like, but are we playing Madden where I'm just trading for everything? <laughs> you know? Um, and, and obviously, we see it a lot, but Matthew Stafford has always been undervalued in his career, and he's shown how good he is. And um, I pat myself on the back for all three of my fantasy leagues I've been in this year that I think I had Cooper Cup in almost every single one of them and because I knew what was coming. Um, people laid off of him, but um, one prop bet I did see though that I am interested in is the fact that Cooper Cup is uh, over under 99 receiving yards, and um, you know that almost still seems a little too low. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, it? It's so it, weird to say it. 99 and a half seems low, but it kind of. I is. mean, he, he he's done that in almost like every game this year. Like it's just absurd. Um, I, but I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm going to probably stay away from this game. Most likely Joey in most respects, but I just cannot 
bet against Tom Brady. I just, I, I just yeah. can't. Uh, I'd never have, even in the times that everybody's like, oh, time to bet against a guy, and then all of a sudden he shows up and just continues to play well. Um, they're an odd team on offense too. Um, you know, they're going to somehow get it done though. They will somehow find a way to get it done. So yeah, I think I would go with that though. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you here. Like I, when I was talking about them running the ball more, the first three games of the season, 16 rushes per game. Since then, 24 rushing attempts per game. Yeah. Leonard Fournette's been carrying the rock. He didn't play last week, but Keyshawn Vaughn was pretty damn good uh, in his place. And then you had Gio Bernard kind of taking over that passing role type out of the backfield. and Always has, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, always with the Bengals. He always was like that. Um, it's just stealing reps from Joe Mixon, though, for no reason, because Mixon's very good. <laughs> that was so funny over just, the years. Oh, my God, that was so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying because I'm sure because you're a smart fantasy dude, you probably had Mixon on at least one or two teams. And oh, like, yeah, and you are just like, Joe, can you go away? Please like, go away. Like, why you're are you Like, you're great, but, like, please go away because Mixon is just that guy. Um, and, then, and then it's always funny, too, because – as soon as Mixon would go down with an injury, then everybody's all hyped up like, oh, Geo time. it's Drio, it's Geo week. You got him at 4.2K. And then he does fucking jack shit and everybody's like. <laughs> and then it's like the, everyone's like, screw him. He's up to 6K. I don't want him. And then that's, that's the week he blows up. You're like, you know what? I, I don't get this. I, don't I get give this. up on the Bengals backfield basically is what everybody was saying. But yeah. But, no. So the one thing I would say though, Joey, not to, not to interrupt you, but. I would probably take the over on this game, 48 okay. and a half. I think I would go on the over if I'm betting anything. I feel comfortable about that because this is not a game where these teams are going to leverage on the ground a lot. And I could seriously see this game being a, you know, 24, 31 uh, finish. And that's going to get you over even a 28, 21. But I think this will be a game that does finish, um, close to that spread of three. I, I like that call actually on the over. Um, I just can't pick a straight no, out winner. <laughs> it, it's a very tough one, man. Like I think, and, and I'm looking at this too, like the offenses are so potent, but then you, you look at too, and it's why it's tough even for the over under. I mean, I don't mind the call because I think you're probably on the right path because they're going to be in, you know, they're playing in, uh, in Tampa, but, uh, the Rams are a top five defense, basically both against pass, uh, sixth in DVOA against the pass, but fifth against the run. I mean, you saw it against other good teams, the Bills, the Pats, the Colts, Dolphins, and even the Bears defensively to run as well as they did against them. That's a solid job by the Bucks. And you can never – betting against Tom Brady in the playoffs has proven to be just – Stupid just the dumbest thing that anybody could do if, yeah. if you, because a lot of guys like the sharp betters, the people that do this for a living, I'm not saying it's me. I'm not saying whatever, but like people that do, they've been betting on Tom Brady in the playoffs for a very long time and making a lot of money off of it. And I mean, it's not going to be easy to run against this team too, with like Leonard Fournette or whatever, but they're going to get they're going to do more than 10 handoffs and that's going to open up the play action i think for for Brady i think it's going to open up a, quite a few things even mike evans had a good game last time um 
you know, I don't know. Everybody's making a big deal. Like, I feel like a lot of people are on the Rams right now because of Tristan Wirfs on the offensive line and Ryan Jensen being questionable. I mean, if they if they can't go or aren't close to 100%, it could be a problem, I think, for this Rams, you know, against this Rams defense. You got Aaron Donald. You got uh, former Bear Leonard Floyd. You got Von Miller now. I think, you know, he's he's going to be able to move the ball, though, like in the quick game. Like Gio yeah. Bernard maybe with, uh, you know, maybe Gronk over the middle. And, I mean, it's not all sunshine and roses on the other side, too. Like, the Rams have some injuries. Andrew Whitworth on the offensive line, Taylor Rapp, their safety. Both of those guys have been ruled out. Ernest Jones, Daryl Henderson Jr., as you mentioned, all out. So, I mean, the Bucks secondary can be susceptible, too, but they rank second in pressure rate. So, Stafford, I think he could have some issues here. Like, if if Sean Murphy bunting and, and Jason Pierre-Paul – the firework man, both those dudes play. I don't know. I'll be the first. It'll be the first time since week one, since with all original 11 starters, we'll take the field for the Bucks defense. So I'm on the Bucks here. I'm, I'm laying it. It's like a plug your nose type, hold your breath type of play because I don't feel great about it. I feel like the Rams really have a shot here to win this game, but I'm, I'm going NFC favorites. We're going Packers against the spread. We're going Bucks against the spread. Okay. Yeah, no, and that's, like I said, it's fair. It's hard, like you said, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. And that's why I'm not. But this is one of the hardest. This is the hardest game to pick on the slate. And I could honestly see it going either way. But if I'm picking, you know, something to do, some bets, like I said, you can pick a lot of these props that I think would hit. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there. There's some that I would stay away from. Um, I have to see who's running in the second spot at wide receiver for Tampa Bay right now. Cause it normally was, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name for some reason. Uh, uh, Godwin or AB probably. Well, Godwin or AB. Yeah. But I mean, since they both were, I mean, we all know. Oh, uh, was it Tyrell Grayson? Yeah. I know he got hurt. Was it last yeah, week or hurt. the week before? They've got basically Tyler Johnson and uh, yeah. I guess Scotty Miller maybe then. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, you got Tyler Johnson at 31 and a half in receiving. I mean, I'm like if I'm looking at stuff, like I would also be looking at your on the prop side, I'd be looking at receiving yards for like on the Ram side for Odell and, and, and Van, uh, Van Jefferson, you know, because you're going to have some of Tampa's guys trying to slow down Cooper cup. It's kind of hard to do that. We all know what he ended up with this year, but you know, depending, like I said, if you look at your alt lines, like um, Van Jefferson is at a plus plus one sixteen for over 40. That's interesting. Odell's a little bit higher, but I mean, like I said, it's interesting if this game gets out of hand like that, um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm staying away from a straight-out winner, but I'm definitely interested in taking the over in this one because I think this one could definitely squeak past that quite a bit. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm ready for some fireworks. Like, I'm ready I'm ready to see it between these two teams. I would love nothing more than, like – Just a straight-up shootout? Yeah, just straight up. Give me, like, a 38 to 35. Give me, like, a 42 to 45. Something I, crazy. I mean, if you want to see a shootout, Joey – 
I know this is jumping the gun, but um, we're, there will be one on Sunday. <laughs> Tran transition it. Go ahead. Let's, <laughs> well, let's do it. So you then I know that, like we said, uh, the other game we got left is we will have Kansas City and Buffalo. And, I mean, if you want to talk about a shootout of a game potential, um, this one is the highest total of the weekend at 53 and a half. And I think that's being modest. Your spread is at one and a half I'm seeing currently. And I mean, these two teams are firing on all cylinders. Um, obviously a lot of people were scared in Kansas city in the first half of the year when they weren't playing well. I had a buddy of mine that said they're still the best team in the AFC. And I'm not saying they're not, they're always skeptical on defense, but when you can have the firepower like they do on offense, it's hard to keep up with that. Um, you know, and, and the fact is, is that Buffalo seems like a different team now. They've had issues in the past and, you know, in those first couple rounds and Josh Allen and the cold. But last week they really, I think they silenced a lot of people, man. They just, they did not stop. They and, had the NFL's first ever perfect offensive game. I mean, like I said, it's scary. And there's one thing. That I have to say, no, 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 Aaron. Okay, go. Ahead. Oh, perfect no game. punts, <laughs> no picks, no fumbles lost, no field goals, all touchdowns on every single drive, and well, they I'm did saying, it against it was... a top five defense in the New England Patriots. Yeah, Dable, it's... Brian Dable, please come to Chicago. <laughs> Don't go to New York. Please come to Chicago. And this is why I'm saying this is a different Buffalo team than they have had in the past because there's one thing that I've noticed that it's kind of flown – it flew under the radar really well for the first couple of weeks it happened, and now it's really starting to, to peak, its, peak its head up that I think will lead them in a good way that they have not had in years past that's totally different for them. That's a running game. Yeah. They've been using it a lot more recently. Yes. Singletary is actually Singletary's been very effective these last several weeks. Um, that the offense is clicking, and it's not just you know the Stefan Diggs show. It's spread the ball around. It's it's all these different things that have been great. So I really think that if a team, if there is a team that can make a mark and try to do something, Buffalo, I think this is the time they can kind of like. We always say with the Bears and the Packers, this is the time for Buffalo to step over that big brother and take that next step. I will, I, I'm going to say something here that I probably could regret, Joey. But if Buffalo wins this game, you will see them in the Super Bowl. I, I don't disagree with that at all. I agree because with you. It's, it's getting over that hump that really gets you there. And I think that could be the mark. And then we can end the season off perfectly with, <laughs> now I won't go there. I won't go there. We'll talk about that one later. Mitch Trubisky holding up a Super Bowl trophy, but, um, <laughs> let's go, let's go, Mitch. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, really, I mean, this is going to be a fun game and I'm glad this is the last game on the slate because it is going to be the, the it's going to be the most fun. I mean, can we get like two perfect offenses? But I don't think so because that's the difference in this team in Buffalo is they have a defense. 
a defense yeah. that can try to slow things down and try to manage the game. Yes, that's very hard to do in a guy that can sling the ball all over the field, but could the early 2021 um, Patrick Mahomes rear his ugly head again and throw picks left and right? We don't know. We'll find Against out. Against the number one pass defense and DVOA? It's yeah. very possible. And it's the playoffs. Playoffs are a different monster, you know, and that, that's where things like DVOI, DVOA really come into handy um, in, in fantasy and all these things because it's a fact. This, this isn't just some number you're pulling out of a hat that, you know, PFF is putting out there. No, this is real metric no, that test. you really, you know, yeah, it, this is real numbers that run, uh, run down the board. And I do really like um, Buffalo in this game. Um, I honestly, I, I, I'm going to have to use tomorrow to really break down this one on how I would bet this. Um, I would take, I mean, I, I could be risky and take Buffalo in this one. It's going to be tough to say that. I mean, the spread's nice though. I mean, I would take Buffalo in the spread easy all day. I mean, well, it's plus so, one and a half right now. So you plus might one and a half. That's, that's just free money at that point. Um, so you think it's going to be like a one point? Game. I mean, it's 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 gonna be. I mean, somebody. This game's either. I mean, I think Buffalo keeps it. I think Buffalo can win this game, and obviously they're gonna win it by more than a, a one and a half. Oh yeah, you might as well just take the money line. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like I said. I mean, I do like Buffalo in this game. Um, I do think it's tough because it's fifty three and a half. So. This game is going to have to be a 31-28 type game. Could you see over 53, though? I yeah, mean, I, like the, I like the you over. You do like almost. it? You do like the over. Okay. I like it, yeah. I like it a lot. I think this game is going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be – you know, I know it's not It's going to be the best of conditions. I'm not sure what the temperatures are, but I don't think the wind's going to be much of a factor in this game, and it doesn't really matter when you have these two type of gunslingers with the arm strength they have. So I think – I think we are going to see some some slinging it around. I mean, you kind of you, you you hit the hit the nail on the head. Like the defensive discrepancies here, Casey's twenty third against the pass and twentieth against the run. And the way that Buffalo's been running the ball more lately, and we know that they can throw the ball. I mean, they just literally had a perfect offensive game. The Chiefs' defense has improved. Like, don't get me wrong. This season, they've improved. I mean, they had a six-game stretch in the middle of the year where they allowed less than 11 points per game. But then you look at their last five games, and you start to wonder, like, how did it – where did it fall off here? Because they've allowed 23.4 points per game, and two of those games were against the Steelers. The Chargers and Bengals, who I look at closer to the Bills' cap – caliber of a team which the bill is probably being better than those two teams offensively but maybe not i mean it's pretty close with the Chargers. you got herbert you got some weapons over there with the Bengals. obviously burrow he's playing in another playoff game this week just tomorrow and he's got a ton of weapons over there the Chargers and Bengals hung a combined 62 points against them if you look at just those two games so that's a 31 point average against if those two teams. And I mean, so what are the bills going to do here? They're probably going to put up another 31. At least you would think like they're going to put yeah. up at least 30 points in this game. And then you're asking 
the Chiefs to put up 24 points just to get you to the total, basically, just just yeah. to the total. So I think I do. I love the over here, and I also think the Chiefs are going to keep it closer than that. They're going to they're going to press against this Leslie Frazier defense, who's done a really good job with this defense, but. Um, I don't know, man. Give me the Bills. Give me the Bills in okay. the over. I think it's their time. They're going to slay the Dragon this year, get the revenge, go ahead to that AFC Championship game. Uh, you know, last year they lost in the AFC Championship game to KC. So I think it's a revenge spot for them. I don't think for a second they've forgotten, and I think they, they showed everybody, including Bill Belichick, that they weren't playing around last week. So um, yeah. I, I don't see it stopping – here I, I see them facing well i picked the Bengals, but it really could go either way in that other game so yeah man i and it could go either way in this game but i, I like the bills here yeah i think i'm gonna ride that same train of the bills and i just want to read this to you because in the last five games for devin singletary he's had over 80 yards in or sorry was it one two three one two three four five yes five games so since December 19th, he's had over 80 yards and four out of those five. The last time he fell under that was actually in New England, and he only had 39 yards, but they only ran it with him 12 times. Every other time he's had 22, 23, 19, and 16, and he's been over 80 yards. So the reason I bring that up to you, and you already kind of knew that. Smell prop at Yes, because as of right now, he is sitting at 60.5 as an over-under. Uh, you can go look at his alt-rushing yards. He's in the positive in the 70s. I mean, look at what he's already done the last four out of five games. I mean, you could click the plus 80 yards, and he's at a plus 200. I mean, you toss that on with something else, that, that's that's looking pretty good at that point. Um and, and, I mean, Buffalo's not going to sit here and try to – I don't think they're going to be stupid enough to try and match pound for pound throwing the ball all over the field. But they've, like you said, they nailed it on the head last week with the perfect game. For some reason, Buffalo this year, Joey, has just – has locked everything in because in the years past, that's what they've strayed away from was running the ball. And it's helping them. So – I mean, if you can get another 80 yards out of Singletary this week, I mean, that's just a good time. I mean, I'm going to probably sit here right now. I'll throw it out there and say that if I throw in the same game, I'm going to match up the Buffalo winner because they were a plus 130, I think it was. Is that what it was right now? Um, Got to be close to it. Yeah, I think it was like a one, 110. You match a 110 in there with that 200 and find some other stuff. You know, I mean, I'm sure that you could go over and look at receiving props. I'm sure, I'm sure Kelsey and, you know, Hill are in there with some nice, nice numbers that you can use some alt yards on. And I mean, like I said, I think there's some, some easy money to be made in this game, especially with a lot of the overs. Um, or like I said, I like the alt, you know, alt yards on receiving and, and rushing um i i like i said i like this game i will stick with you joey and i will say buffalo in this one and i will go with the over 
So if you're going over, you might as well go with the spread too. We're riding. <laughs> Pair them all together. Pair it all up. Yeah. No, I like it though. This one, I think this will be a fun game though. Let's go. Let's go. We got our first. That'll be a. You know, we're gonna have to toss together some ideas. We'll have to message each other and put together yeah. an actual same game parlay that we like. Um, but yeah, man. Any other thoughts on this? This game in particular, I, I actually like that uh, Singletary call, by the way. Thank you. Um, you know, I always like to go and look, you know, at uh, touchdown scores, too. I like the any times. Um, it's tough because, I mean, they have Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming back this week. Mm-hmm. Man, there's some interesting ones here. Are um, we sure that he's better than Daryl Williams? Because I'm not even. I mean, I don't sure even anymore. think he's as good as Jarek McKinnon. Um, and that was a name I was about yeah. to bring up because, you know, they're just dumping it off to McKinnon and he's just doing circles around people. And um, one thing I was going to bring up here is you got McKinnon at a plus 140 for an anytime and even a Dawson Knox at a plus 180, who was fantastic last week for them. Um, you know, in case he's obviously going to try and stop. Um, Stefan Diggs and stuff like that. So, I mean, those are some things, you know, if this ends up being, I love these games that are high scoring because I personally, when I sit here and I do a same game, I pick four anytime touchdown scores. That's what I try to do. Um, and that's how I start. I pick who I think is going to win. And I pick four. Uh, I try to pick like two from each team because that makes it a little bit easier. Um, and then you roll with that. You know, like I said, I could go with like a Dawson Knox, uh, you know, Singletary. And then on the flip side, you could do, you know, like uh, I would do a McKinnon and probably an easy one of like a Tyree Kill or like a Kelsey. You know, it's, yeah, it's the, the lower minus, you know, it's higher up on there, but they're the safe bet, <laughs> you know. But there will those- be points, so you might as well just have it if you're making the same game. You might as well pair some of these. Like yeah. any time up, you know? Yep, and that's why, like I said, that's where I start. That's how I start my stuff, and then I go from there, you know, and, and figure the You know who's out. real interesting, too? Cole Beasley is plus 340. Mm. Is it, did, what did he do last week? I don't know if he did much last week. I didn't even look at his past week numbers, but I know he has a role in this offense. He does. Um, only targeted one time last week for 19 yards. Which is what, which would make sense why his uh, his prop is so low. He hasn't scored a touchdown, a receiving touchdown since week six. Yep, yeah, that's the, actually the only so, one he has, right? That's the only one he has. But I mean, like, if we're getting off the wall, and we've yep. seen crazier things happen, especially in like these you know, playoff scenarios is playoff games. It's always, it always feels like you're going to get one dude. That's like, I wasn't expecting him to score a touchdown. I was expecting him to get like three catches for 50 yards or 30 yards, but not a touchdown. Like, I don't know, man, I could see it. I feel like he's kind of, he's 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 due due. number number one, but he's, he also feels like that Julian Edelman type of like playoff slot receiver for the Bills. Yeah. I can see that. So I have one last question to ask you before uh, before we sign out of here. But I'm looking at a 
at uh, some passing yards. We have Mahomes over under 281 and Josh Allen over 280 and a half. Mm. What do you think on those? Uh, if we think that – I don't want to take Mahomes' is over because I just feel like – I don't know. I, 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 I think that this could be a spot where it could go wrong. This could go sideways where the Bills' defense actually steps up. The pass defense actually has a really good game, but I, I, I might go like attempts for Patrick Mahomes over or completions over. Okay, I think I think he could get a lot of completions here or attempts, like especially late in the game when they're just trying to really press it. Since I do think the Bills will win, I think it's almost like a chase spot, and you could rack up some yards that way. So you could take the over. I guess theoretically, um, yeah. I I think Josh Allen's gonna probably get his too. I just like I could see each of these guys going for three hundred plus in this game. So I'm not gonna I wouldn't rule it out. I just I think maybe there's other spots that I might want to look at how closer, but like I, I don't mind it. I don't mind either one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just thought the, that was an interesting one to look at there. Those are uh, – you just never know what's going to happen with those ones. So Yeah. But I'm ready for this. Yeah, man, definitely. Do you uh, – yeah, this is going to be the most exciting game of the week, I think. Well, I don't even know if I can say that because I, I think – I think all four of these games. Yeah, like, I, it's like I said at the start, man, I think all these games have some sort of excitement to them where – I don't know if I can remember literally four games being on a slate where I could seriously sit here and tell you I any one of the teams could really win, and it's not a definitive like, well, this is going to be a slaughter. You know, yeah, like I last week. It. Last week we had all the slaughters. I think this week you're going to get a lot more refined um, games, and you're going to get a lot closer. Uh, games in it. That's why you can look at, like I said, you can look at all the spreads. They're all close pretty much. But I think all these games have just great potential in all of them, really. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I had some people like asking me if they wanted, if I wanted to go out to eat tomorrow. I probably will still end up doing that, but like I got to make <laughs> sure there's a TV nearby because yep. I'm not missing these games. There's no. There's no way. Like, I'm sorry. I you know, got to talk to my girlfriend for an extra 20 minutes and tell her what's going on. But, like, <laughs> I'm not missing these games. So, with that said, Amp, he, Aaron, you are Premier Amp. And uh, people <laughs> can follow you on Twitter at Premier Amp. Um, but before we do that, all the, the sign-offs, I guess, because we've been going for a little bit. We've been going for over an hour for four games. It's just crazy. We, <laughs> we broke these suckers down, I hope. Uh, a lot of people got a lot of information out of this, but uh, you know what? What do you think is your like crackum lock of the week? What are you gonna go with? Mm. You know, I think I'm gonna actually stick with something I just kind of mentioned, and I think I'm gonna go with uh, Singletary somewhere over 60 yards um, rushing. Um, whether or not that's how it's how you want to play it, you want to stick with the over under. Um, the normal over under where you can go over 60. Um, I'm probably going to teeter the line. I'll be personally honest. I will probably teeter the line and give him a plus 70. Um, I just like it. I think this is a game where they're going to continue to utilize that. 
like I said, four out of the last five games, he's been over that. He's been exceptional this year, um, nearly a thousand yard rusher, uh, which is weird. He, I think he's teetering right around 900, um, which is good for him. I mean, it's a good thing to see. And I think that's where I would, I would feel the most comfortable. That's where I always kind of look at him with, you know, uh, a crack him slash in my eyes. It's like a lock. Um, I like that one. I like Singletary over 60. All right. I like that too a lot. And I think it makes a lot of sense. You're going to want to keep Mahomes and that offense off the field as long as possible. You might as well just hammer it down their throat. They saw something in the, in the, uh, Patriots defense from the first two times that they lined up against them that they were able to exploit. I mean, you know, Dable's spread offense, like they were able to really take advantage of that defense. And I think this is a different matchup. So you're going to want to run the ball even more here, I think, against the Chiefs. So I do really like that a lot. I probably, I'm probably going to tell you on that. Don't mind juicing it up either. Why not get some like real healthy, you know, plus money odds there? That, that sounds, that's always good. So, I mean, uh, I like that a lot. And, uh, yeah, for my crack em lock of the week, I'll go ahead and crack them since I got uh-huh. one here. I'm going to roll with the prop bet as well. I love, I really love that Derrick Henry over 10 and a half receiving yards. I think that just makes too much sense. You look at the projections. Projections don't mean jack shit. Once the game start, we all know that, uh, you could throw them out the window. They're not always going to hit. They don't – it's very rarely that they're, like, right on, spot on anyways. But just the fact that the projections are, like, 14 yards, receiving yards over what his line set at just makes me feel great about this. It tells me I have a pretty good edge here and I'm not too far off in what, what I'm thinking. And we went over the reasons why. Like, six of his eight games played this year, he went over that. I believe in the two games that he didn't. I'm not sure if he was targeted in either one of those games. So, but he's all he's been targeted a lot more this season than than years past, and he was one catch shy of his career high for in a season for catches, which he did that in eight games. So I believe that they're going to give him the rock in the passing game because I could definitely see the Bengals coming out hungry on defense, maybe applying some pressure to. Ryan Tannehill and uh, kind of loading the box a little bit. So the way to load the to beat the loaded box, I think if you if you can't get too many rushing yards, which I still think Henry will be able to run for a little bit, but I think it's maybe in the screen game with uh, with uh, Derrick Henry. Maybe they're being a little bit over aggressive and sending some blitzers, and then you can just kind of beat them that way. So I love this one catch. He could possibly go over this with one catch. So that, that's going to be my lock of the week. Yeah, and, and I can respect that totally, and I would probably piggyback that one as well. Um, and I think you're right. It looks like I'm looking at it here, and he only got targeted in all six of those games. It doesn't look like he got targeted in the other two. But, I mean, even one game he got targeted – like one game he got targeted on October 16th, which was against Kansas – or October 24th, I'm sorry – against Kansas City, targeted two times. He had 16 receiving yards. And guess what? His long, 13. Yep. You know, and in one, two, three out of those – or sorry, four out of those six games, Joey, uh, his longs were over 10 yards. It was 13, 16, 14, 15. The other two, guess what? Nine and eight. 
So, uh, yeah, let's just chalk that one up as uh, pretty darn close, pretty darn good. So as long as they target him, if they could target him two times, Joey, that that's, as you said, lock Yeah, and that's the lock only thing up. I'm worried about. This, like we talked about way earlier in the show was the snap count. But or That's I'm, the one thing I'm worried about. But, but if this game gets out of their hand a little bit, they're probably going to have to. What are you saving for? You got all offseason to save them, right? I mean, honestly, I'm, I'll say this. This is not even fantasy-related, not even betting-related. I guarantee, I can guarantee that he pulled Mike Variable to the side yesterday and said, don't put me on a snap count because I swear to God, if you do, I'm going to run you over. And you're not Bro, gonna be happy. if he's playing in this game, you know damn well he wants to fucking play the like he he would probably tell him give me five hundred you know handoffs all game and I will just run the ball down their throat. And the scariest thing we're that's what scares me about the Bengals play that I'm that I'm making. But <laughs> yeah, might bite you in the butt. But man, I mean, he's a guy that when they tell you like running backs get better and later in the game, this guy just stays good all game. And then when you get to the end of the game, it's like where's this energy been all all game? And he's just like walking through the defense. You're just like I I, I don't get it. I really just don't. He's but. the guy you want to have in the backfield getting the ball, especially down like late in the season once it gets colder too. And I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Tennessee, but he he's the type of guy like playoff King Henry in December, Dehember Henry. Like <laughs> that dude is a monster. We've seen it already. Yep. So I, yeah, man, I, I'm feeling better and better about this receiving yards, but I might actually put another unit on it. I, fuck it. I, it might become a two unit play for me. Usually I try to stay pretty consistent with just like one across the board with my like solo, solo bets and not my like same game parlays and stuff like that, where I go a little bit less than my unit size, but I might put another unit on this. I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling you, you got me, you talked me into another unit, I think. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, man, if it hits, I'm going to be like, yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's uh, this divisional. We, we went over every game, four games did took quite a while doing it, but I mean, I feel like we went over a lot and, and provided the people hopefully with some good winners out there. Hopefully everybody can cash. Cash those tickets. Best of luck. Um, follow the show on Twitter at OnTapBets. Follow me at the Riot 326 Follow Aaron at Premier Amp. And then, uh, yeah, is there anything else I missed? Is there anything you wanted to shout out? I know you're doing a bunch of wrestling work. at uh, And follow the, the the website on Twitter at OnTapSportsNet. But, uh, yeah, Aaron, anything else you wanted to mention before you kind of sign out here? Nah, as we always say, you know, just uh, have fun. Enjoy the games we have, win some money, build that bankroll. Let's do it.